on this episode of Why Watch That. The intro ref, the intro, that's what the show should be like. The CW stuff, make it sharp and bold. We know you're not going to write it well. That's fine. That is okay. <laughs> it's fine. It really is. We do not need everything to be well written. But Bro, make it speak sharp. For yourself. One has just given you so much joy. <laughs> is her name Teresa? I, yes. I can't remember what. Yes, Teresa oh. is on the move. And she's back as the Queen of the South in its final season. Five very, shall we say, faithful seasons to what the show is. Yeah. There was no one doing both. So the heart of the show underneath all of the craziness, the crassness was gone. So when mm. watching the past two seasons, I was kind of just watching it passively. I didn't care. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here uh -oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Now listen here, folks. <laughs> We've got TV to talk Duck. About. <laughs> well, we, I mean, there's, there's a lot happening here. We've got some mm -hmm. TV for you. We've got things that have started things that are ending for the season. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> we've got also something that we're saying goodbye to, which, I mean, you have been covering this particular show from top from the rooter to the tutor, yeah. as they say down south. Um, <laughs> and we're, it's after, you know, 11 seasons, we've got to say goodbye. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. And we're also sneaking around too, I'm just saying. Mm. So a lot is happening in this episode. We really should dive in first. <laughs> Do we dive in with PBS? I mean, is that, <laughs> is that what we're, we're starting well, maybe this in this show, maybe. Okay, all right. You have to convince me. Now, we're talking about, of course, not even of course, nobody. There is no of course in PBS unless you're talking about Downton Abbey. Right. Um, Atlantic Crossing, which is a mini series. So it's one and done. Mm. And we kind of like that over here. I think we're liking it more and more. We had this long, intense discussion before recording about the frustrations of extending storylines beyond the story. Yeah, and your and, characters, what they can and handle. Beyond, 
mm-hmm. and beyond mm-hmm. characters. So we're talking, and maybe we'll get into this a little later, especially when we, you know, dance around this finale, the C- uh, series finale. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to call it quits a little earlier. Yeah. Um, but Atlantic Crossing is not going to bring us those woes because it's a one and done eight episodes in total on PBS. Now remember, because we don't we don't do PBS as much, so we have to remind our listeners that you can watch it live. Yeah. You can watch it free online, but you have a very small window yes. to watch those episodes. By the time this thing really airs, several of the episodes will have disappeared into the you got to now purchase a pass or be a donor mm-hmm. at least five dollars a month so atlantic crossing what is this about why are we leading with this and are we going to run to pbs to get going starting this i don't know about running Tross? you might stroll stroll you might Tross. have your you might have your cane like old girl in bridgerton <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Now, also remember, everybody, as the ref is saying, if you do donate to PBS, you do get a lot of their shows the whole season at once before it airs. So for Atlantic Crossing, I've watched more than has aired. And this is what it is about. It is set during World War Two. They love yes. that war, don't they? <laughs> that, yes. In England? Well, this time it's in Norway. Oh, okay. There, okay, that's a little different. Yes. So we haven't seen this. So yes, there are subtitles. They, you know, and we have the crown princess, the crown prince. They have this uh, budding relationship with FDR. From the beginning, we see that. But then, if you know your history, German troops are coming. They need Norway for a particular reason. And Norway, will it get protection from you know, England, like you said, and so on. Because at this point in time in the show, the United States has not joined the war. So they're out of it. Sweden is like, forget it. (laughs) Okay, because the crown princess is Swedish. So there's all, yeah. So it's all this stuff happening. And they, you know, the prince and princess, they have three children. The youngest is the heir to the throne after the prince. Prince's father, of course, is still on the throne, the king of Norway. So all of this is going on. They also have people who attend to them in their lives. So what happens when Germany comes in and invades? What do they need to do? Can they get out? How do they get out? Who's left behind? Do they look bad by leaving? You know, because there are certain Mm. things in uh, their constitution that you can, like, get kicked off of the throne if you do certain things. So all of that's a part of this. And what happens is the crown princess and the kids go one place. The crown prince and his father go another. They have to split up. Oh, to protect the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To protect the line. Also, to protect Norway. How can they do that? Where do they go? Mm -hmm. So what happens is the crown princess ends up going to Sweden. How does she get there? And is she safe there? Hmm. And remember, there's FDR across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. What does FDR think about her? 
Now, you know, she's going to come on over to United States. I mean, this oh, is what. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have Kyle McLaughlin playing FDR and then just, you know, leave him. So, you know, he pops up early and you're like, where is he? Oh, he's coming. Don't worry. So and then that relationship grows and you see what happens there. So what I would say is when I started watching this ref in the first episode, I was like, OK, fine. You know, professional work. Um, and and then when, you know, all everything happens and they got to get out urgency, I was like, oh, so that second half of episode one those stakes went right on up. And I was like, oh, yeah. And that's when this show works, when it's tense. Mm. But when it's not, it's fine. So this is the kind of show where I wouldn't mind watching it, but I don't have to watch it. But mm. if this is your kind of thing, if you are a PBS viewer, watch this. Ooh, there you go with that. Now, let's stay with this a little bit. A little bit. Gangs of London, not New York. Gangs of London, mm. which is on AMC, mm-hmm. airing. However, if you had AMC Plus, yeah, you saw it last year, or you had access right. to see it. <clears throat> but now it's coming to the actual channel, mm-hmm. and you can watch it. And there's been a little bit of, there's been some advertisement around this, and we know for some reasons why. The question will become, now, and and I'm going to pause a little bit with this too, because AMC Plus, from my understanding, and you please correct me, isn't like, oh, I have cable, I have AMC Plus, Like I automatically just enter in my credentials. This Mm -hmm. is another platform where you have to invest extra monies. Yes. On top of what you have for regular agency. On top of that. So it is not something that you can access because you got a regular old cable and you could download the AMC, you know, little app and you can start watching it. No, no, no. That's not how this works. And they also have other content on there as well to explore around. So AMC Plus is offering exclusive content if you do pay that extra, you know, pay that extra money. Right. However, you just have to get to your television when you're supposed to get there (laughs) for this one if you're not going to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm not paying for AMC Plus. So Gangs of London. What happens is there is the head of a a gang, a crime family in London, and he is assassinated. Why, by whom, and all of that, that's the question. So what happens is his family and the people who are very close to his family, they wanna figure out who did this. And he has his his son who's gonna take over, right? So they gotta get down to the bottom of who did this. And there are all these other gangs who could have been involved. Who is it? They all show up at the funeral. You know, Mm -hmm. you have people looking at each other, walking in and all of that stuff. Right. So that's really what's happening. And then there is one guy who knows supposedly what happened. Who is he in communication with? Right. So those are the questions that come to the fore. And then on top of that, there are sequences of just like it's like Kingsman, the action sequences. It's like, what am I watching? Yes. Just Okay, 
So okay. it's like, um, is it like a mafia type thing or, or am I in Kingsman? I don't know. So when I was watching this, Raph, I was thinking Peaky Blinders, mm. you know, Top Boy, maybe Gamora. Oh, is this modern times? It is. Okay. But it's a little, the way it looks, it looks like it's on TV. That's really my problem. I'd rather. What do you mean? Like the actual camera lens, like the way they filmed it. Uh, aesthetically? Aesthetically. It looks digital. Like you, and you know, mm. people film on digital now. You can't yeah. always tell. No, you can see it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it just it harms it because I don't buy it. That gets in the way. It's too close. It's too close. If you're going to be talking about gangs, we kind of want to go like that. Yes. And it's too Uh, Move back. I didn't think you can't see me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want it to be more like a film. That's what we want here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just artificial. That's what it is. It looks almost like a video game at times, really. Like when they have at the end of the first episode, they have this big fight. It was, I was like, okay, this is a cheap Kingsman. That's what I was thinking. Cheap Kingsman. Now, the cast, seasoned British actors, whether you know them or not. But really, is it worth it with all of these intricacies of the stories, who's doing what? I didn't care. Um, I'd rather watch Peaky Blinders or Top Boy or Gamora, honestly. Well, that's what it is. Now, yeah. we are, like, I th- I'm so glad that you brought up Peaky Blinders and Top Boy because we are seeing more, and, and also Mick... Mafia. Yes, we're, we're seeing a lot of 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 mob mob in mm-hmm. quotes content coming out of London. They're really because we. I mean, we had a lot of procedurals with the detect. Like they're moving into this genre now and seeing some success. So I'm glad that we're able to lump that in with all of these and see you know which ones we're going to invest our time in. Yes. Sounds like Peaky Blinders. And then FYI. McMafia, which also was on AMC Plus. Yes. Wonderful series. I'm waiting when they're going to bring that back. I, I know. Because they left off in a way. Instead of Gangs of London, they should have done season two of McMafia, really. 100%. But I mean, is James Norton available? I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> well, pay him. So <laughs> there you have it with that. Um, let's move on to CW. Kung. I can't even. It's a reboot of the 70s series, but on CW. Mm -hmm. So to me, this smells like either you're going to love it or hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And here, um, so Nikki Shin, she is going to Harvard Law School. I mean, okay. Um, but she just up and leaves her family and her boyfriend by just disappears and goes to train to be a Kung Fu master, a martial artist in China. Her mother brings her to China essentially to find a husband. I mean, she already has a boyfriend, but the boyfriend isn't Chinese. So, you know, that's a problem. So she is there in China and runs away and is gone for three years training. And her master, something happens one night. A vigilante breaks in and steals this important sword. And the master looks at this person and says, you aren't worthy 
to have this sword. But the master is dead. Bye. And this vigilante and Nikki, they have a fight. And of course, Nikki loses. But Nikki survives. The vigilante gets away with the sword. Nikki wants to know who is this person. I've got avenge. My master. And so CW style. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly. So then she goes back to the United States after three years. Nobody knew knew where she was. Okay, the boyfriend's moved on. He's like a DA or something. So of course she's gonna use him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, she meets some other dude who knows all about, you know, Chinese uh lore and and history and you know, he what other things can he do, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, her mother's not happy with her, father's kind of like, oh, and father's played by Tai Ma. So, you know, that's nice to see him. She has a brother and a sister. The brother's like Great. The sister's like, you left me and I'm getting married. So, you know, come on in. That kind of thing. But she's got to get down to who this person is who stole the sword. How can she actually get the sword? All of this kind of stuff. How is that going to happen? Now, what I have to say is this. The Kung Fu parts were decent. And then there's everything else. The intro ref, the intro, that's what the show should be like. The CW stuff, make it sharp and bold. We know you're not going to write it well. That's fine. That is okay. (laughs) It's fine. It really is. You do not need everything to be well written. But make it sharp. Well, you know what I'm talking about? People watching TV, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these people are still watching Law & Order. So... Just make it sharp. But it is well written. <laughs> is Law and Order well Have you seen some of the Law Orders recently? Yes, I have. Uh, Diplomatic pouch. <laughs> Wait, that's Blue Bloods. That's not even Law Order. Anyway. So make, that's what I want them. Just do that. Don't make it ordinary. Just go. Get it done. Get it done. Go. Stop doing this. Oh, we've got to appeal to the teenagers. I know that's your group. They will go with you. Just put the teens on the screen and get to it. Oi, oi, It's called oi. Kung Fu. Well, it is, but there's other shows out there that's called Something and the Something, and it ain't nothing. But we won't, we won't go into that until next week. The Nevers. Rot roll. We got something coming from a rot roll. Yeah. But it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Season one. Yep. And the back half, future episodes will likely air next year. But right now, we're going to focus on the first half. Yeah. The reason why I say Ruh-ro is because this cut, this is coming to us from Joss Whedon. Now, he's gotten into some hot water. Well, actually, he hasn't gotten into hot water. He's The hot water has been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just coming to light with some things. So I know that HBO probably really had to, you know, sift and sift through that and really push to get the content out. Uh, but yeah. nevertheless, it is coming to us from Joss. And nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> what what I say? No, I'm just saying the nevers. Oh. Nevertheless. Oh. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm here all day. I'm here all day. But um, anyway, uh, Joss, remember Buffy and Joss also were dealing with, you know, come on. I mean, 
Avengers. Guys, we're do- yeah. Well, I was gonna. You didn't yeah. let me say that. That, that um, other Justice League. Ju- the first Justice League Ugh. aired, um, and among other things that he's done, many, many other things. Yeah. The Nevers is on HBO, mm-hmm. which you can watch on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. It's it's it'll live there, so just know that you can watch it in time if you want to with your mm-hmm. HBO subscription. Right. And that's how I do it. So um, what happens is there are some people who are touched, they call them. An event happened. And this is like in London. An event happened. And certain people were touched, meaning they got powers. And these powers are particular to these people. One character can invent things. She just understands energy and can put it together and make inventions. And this is, it's almost like a period piece in London. It's like, you know, Mm. whatever, but it's a fantasy show. So who cares? So that's what's, that's what's going on. And then there are people who weren't touched. So, you know, what's going to happen. We've seen X-Men. So we know this kind of thing. I mean, come on. Yep. Yep. Uh, It's the whole X-Men storyline. Since eight. (laughs) Since eight. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. So that's what's happening writ large. And then you meet different characters, some of whom are touched, some of whom are not. There are certain people who are like, uh, these touched people, we need to take care of them. Okay. Oh. One of whom played by Pip Torrens, who is in mm. The Crown. Now, if you look up Pip, you will know who he is from The Crown. He ain't playing. I don't care where he shows up. He ain't playing in this show either. And he convenes a bunch of old white dudes and they're like, how are we going to take care of this? And then there are other people, some of whom don't even know they're touched. Okay. And some of whom are villains. So the touched, it's like the X-Men. It really is that universe. You have like Magneto people and all of this. So what happens is they find someone very special at the end of episode one that has a very special power. And she falls into the wrong hands. Mm. And this person is played by someone who is in a PBS show that the ref really loves. I won't say the name of that show. but Oh, not a you, not a you. Well, I don't want to give it away, but that show is no longer with us. Okay, now. Don't net. Oh, no, hold on. I, I, I know exactly who it is. I didn't say anything. Oh, so, okay. that's what's, really, I'm not going to get into the intricacies of this because I'm not going to do it. Now, what I will say is this. This show, I didn't have high hopes. Because I'm just not a Joss Whedon fan. Regardless of what's going on off camera. You've I'm just never not. been. It's, no. it's okay. It's okay. You didn't like Buffy? I, so okay. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> even interested in Buffy when it was on yeah. the air. And I have no oh, okay. interest in seeing it because I've seen other Joss Whedon stuff. I just don't, I don't agree with his aesthetic, which is fine. Okay, um, yeah. But watching this at the beginning, I was like, oh, there's a sense of wonder to this. There's some promise. Okay. And I like, I do like fantasy, sci-fi, magic, all of that kind of stuff. But then they started talking and talking and talking. Uh, The talks. And it's not clear why I need to know this stuff. And it's various characters who are talking. Talking. People showing up and talking. I, talking. It's not the fault of the actors. This is my thing. And we'll come to this with another show later in this episode. Okay. If you are going to have a show about powers, I want the powers. Get, Get your to budget. It. 
together. I know y'all are like, oh, we only have this much money. Uh, we got to make it stretch. That's not my problem. That's yours. And take a look what Amazon is doing. They're paying almost $500 million for that Lord of the Rings show. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, uh, that's a good question. What actually <laughs> is next? I mean, that's it. That's why we're doing this. What? Why? Um, okay, so let's just move on from that and go to a, two old favorites. Mm. Uh, we've got a couple season premieres. And actually, we have one of those. Both of them are in its final season. So mm. we will be saying goodbye a little bit later this year to two shows that, quite frankly, both of us at either or, <laughs> mm-hmm. either or show, and for you, either for me, um, invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, and one has just given you so much joy. <laughs> is her name <laughs> Teresa? I, yes. I can't remember what. Yes, Teresa oh. is on the move, and she's back as the Queen of the South in its final season. Five very shall we say, faithful seasons to what the show is. Yes. And it never pretends to be something else unlike another one we're going to be talking about um, from my perspective. So Teresa is the head. um, You know, I'm not going to, I'll get in trouble. So I'm not going to say she is top dog. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the question is in its final season, we know, we know what happens when you're on top of this certain game. Yeah. There is no like, oh, you just ride this thing out. Mm-hmm. It, there is finality that usually comes to people in her profession. Yes. The question is, where are we headed? Where are we just a little bit from last season to now this? Mm-hmm. And is this, to, is this going to be fatally brutal to our beloved Teresa? I hope not, but, you know, hopes mean nothing. And <laughs> in this show, the you know, the people she supplanted, they didn't meet a wonderful end, Veronica Falcone's character in particular, no. So Alice Braga plays Teresa. And now, after the previous season, she is headquartered in New Orleans. And when she got there, there's this corrupt judge who runs the place. And it's like, you're going to pay me money and do what I want you to do, or you're going to be dead. Okay, I got the cops in my back pocket and so on. But something happened to someone very close to him at the end of season four. Uh-oh. And he ain't happy. And he took some other people out, including people close to Teresa and one of Teresa's lieutenants. And he ain't happy. Teresa's not happy. But Teresa wants to play the long game. The lieutenant wants to play the short. So how is that going to work? Okay. Now, in addition, Teresa has this connection with, um, I think they're Russians and selling them the drugs. And there's this guy who's just looming in the background, won't show its face, won't reveal his voice, but he has, he has a liaison who's very close (laughs) to Teresa. And so she's selling to him, but some people show up to try to kill her who sent them. She doesn't know, but she thinks it might be this Russian. Hmm. Yeah. And she also does not want to have that Russian syndicate as the only people who are buying her drugs. So she wants to diversify her portfolio. Now, she goes to a character played by Elvis Nolasco, and he is rivals with this Russian outfit. So, uh oh. 
How oh, indeed. Yeah. So she's trying to sell to both. Can she get away with it? Can she do all of that? Because she needs money to start making herself legit. That's what she wants to do. She wants to buy this major property in New Orleans. She's got to get this money. And that's the condition that we're in right now. So she is between a rock and a hard place. But Teresa is very smart. Mm-hmm. And she understands people and she can see the future. The question is, will she be hindered by people who cannot? Now, hmm. if you liked it before, you'll like it now. I mean, that's just what it is. It, now, what I say, without Veronica, it's not quite as fun. Hmm. Um, She's but, a good rival. Oh, just perfect. Just nasty. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Now I we love do, nasty. I don't know. Veronica Falcone as, as Camila is just in the first three seasons. I, I'm just telling y'all, please. Like if, <laughs> if you just want your soul to be filled by just nasty drug dealing people. Who oh, will you snarl, dark I, I'm just, I, It's just fun. It's fun. Um, but we still have Pote played by him, Kimadera, who's always fun. Teresita, you know, <laughs> love him. So it's just fun to watch him. And Alice is like a volcano. Okay. A quiet, dormant volcano in her acting, which is always interesting. You are always interested in what she's thinking. And she is not a nag. She goes, this is what I want. And this is how it's going to go without raising our voice. That's what I'm talking about. So Queen of the South, I will miss it, but I am still enjoying it, even though I'm not enjoying it quite as much as the yeah. first three seasons. Well, I didn't say this is on USA, so you mm-hmm. can take a look at that. Now, I is is this on Peacock? Like, how can we see it if we don't? Yeah. I do not know. We'll figure it out and we'll, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll get you that info, listeners. But it is definitely, um, I feel like, just listening to you describe it and knowing you. And also, I've seen um, Veronica in other work. And she's Mm -hmm. pretty darn amazing. Yes. I can't remember what I recently saw her. And I thought, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Well, she was in that Perry Mason. She was in that. Yeah, but she was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was really, really good. That's mm-hmm. what it was. The, the innkeeper. The, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. She was very good. Very good. And and here's the bottom line. This, to me, sounds like one of those. I mean, we're it's like a mob thing we're having here. Uh, <laughs> you know, cartel kind of thing. It There's some cartel mob shows that really take you on a ride. And you don't mind. And, and they're in on it. They're in on the ride. And it sounds like Queen of the South for five straight seasons, whether we have some key characters or not, still know what it is. And for that, I will give this a shot. I'm just waiting so I can binge. That's why I don't like waiting for stuff. So if I need to go, 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 I want to be able to do that. Only 10 episodes this season. Let's move on to another show that is saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. This has had seven Seasons week. I can't believe we've been with this show for seven seasons. Yeah. But we have, and it is younger. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Younger is back in its final season. Minore. Mm. And um, the first four episodes have already premiered, but ma pero. Oh. It is. <laughs> I gave you two butts. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. 
I gave you uh, ooh, okay. Um, I <laughs> it has um aired on Paramount Plus. You have to have Paramount Plus in order to binge these first four episodes. Yeah. So just realize that Paramount Plus is building out their material and content. And remember, um, TV Land is a part of Viacom CBS, so they are putting it on the plus. Yeah. Um, but it, it's going to be on TV Land. So if you're like, well, hold yeah. on, I don't have plus, get it. And if you don't have it and you're like, I don't, I can't afford to do another thing, then TV Land, it'll be there. But there's yeah. only 12 episodes this season, which feels hefty to me because it's not, I, I don't know if it's been 12 in the past or not. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But these are your classic you can't even really say 30 minutes because when you have paramount plus and you're zooming through no commercials it's like 21 minutes of your time Mm -hmm. and boy do those 21 minutes go by fast fast so both of us have got a chance to watch these first four episodes we are continuing some of the woes woes and excitement Mm-hmm. from the previous season what is liza up to now yeah now just to clean up for queen of the south i don't know that it's on peacock i, I don't think mm. so but it, you can go to usa their website if you want and get it that way and so on there you go um for younger we don't know when it will be on tv land sometime later this year i mean you know like the ref said paramount plus um and ref yes every season was 12 episodes so look at how efficient this one is. Oh, you know, we work together here. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, let, let me talk about working together. We got Liza played by Sutton at the beginning of this season. Miriam Shore's character, Diana, has gotten married and is off on the honeymoon. Gone from the show. Where is Diana? That She'll show be... up. They, she does show up. But okay. T- t- dollar short. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, OK, she's gone. And Liza's back at work and, you know, what's going on with Charles and Liza? You know, they're free to be in love. Everybody knows that Liza's 40, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, doesn't that number keep changing? <laughs> they said she's 42. I thought last season she just turned 41. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Whatever. She's 40 something. And Just. everybody knows. And Charles is like, let's get married. What does she say in response? Hmm. Mm. What doesn't she say? <laughs> well, quali la tua riposta. Now, oh, <laughs> ooh la la, that's not, I'm, that's, I'm going to bring out my French for that. Now, look, that response has reverberations throughout these four episodes. What does Maggie think, played by Debbie Mazar? What, you know, what is she thinking? What about Joshi, played by Nico? The ex. Mm, when he finds out, what does he think? What mm. about Kelsey and Lauren? You'll see Lauren's reaction. <laughs> Lauren's ready to go. Okay. Uh, hey, too ready. Too, too ready. ready. <laughs> but of course, it's younger. You know, there has to be an obstacle and so on. Mm. Now, of course, they also have authors i'll be there at a publishing house you always have these crazy authors and this show will always pull from real people inspiration they're not the real people it's i mean they did it 
Look what they did to George R. R. Martin. I mean, that is not George R. R. Martin, but they were inspired. <laughs> they were inspired. So, like, there's a character who's like Greta Thunberg. I mean, you will, I mean, crazy. Okay. Very, I, sometimes I think, how are you guys getting away with something? <laughs> I, I don't know that they are getting away with it. They're doing whatever they want with these characters. When you meet the little Greta like character, yes. you know. We all celebrate this young girl, but this character on this show, <laughs> the question is, do you, are you allowed to celebrate her? Yes. <laughs> She's like, yes, I'm always better than everyone else. So, <laughs> so you will see that. And uh, there is also an Australian surfer who comes into the mix. Yes, he does. He's very popular. He is. So what kind of book is he going to present? What kind of material <laughs> will inspire this book? What can they do? Oh, and what kind Lord. of inspiration will he bring to Liza? That's the question. Lasai. Mm. Now, for Kelsey, what's going on with her? Mm. And and her, you know, old boy. Her love interest. Uh-huh. What's yeah. going on with him? Because Kelsey is now editor again. And not publisher. Not publisher. She took a demotion. But hold on. She mm-hmm. is on the board yes. of Millennial. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that in quotes because we'll you find will. some things out about that. Well, let me tell you about that scene. And you'll see it, everybody, when you watch it. Millennial. Is that the right name? <laughs> um, excuse me. It's a little dated. So, um it, now, so she and Zane, what's going on there? It's not good. It's younger. You know it's not going to be good. Um, and you know Lauren is flitting around getting in everyone's business. And you know that Josh uh, and, and, and the baby mama and the baby and, you know, all of this stuff. And then someone else shows up. Which, can we pause on that? I'm yes. surprised they got that girl to yes. come back. This is, now, if you don't know Josh's baby's mama, some of you, because I did it at first, too. I was like, where do I know this yes. girl from? She is Bridgerton's lead, Bridgerton. the smash hit yes. on Netflix. And yes. she came back. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, they hired her before she was in Bridgerton. So that's a smart yes. person. That's yeah. right. Plus, excuse me, if you, if if Darren Starr, somebody calls you from this show and says, hey, do you want to do it? Yes, it's the easiest check in the world. It's easy. It's fun. Who doesn't want to be in this? It's easy. <laughs> But I would be in it. They call me. I'm like, yeah. wait, did you did you audition for Zane? No, <laughs> but I could play Zane. No, I, I could play Zane. I'm like, hey, you know, you gotta just drop your voice a little. But anyway, so that's essentially what's swirling around in the first four episodes. From me, the secret is out, and that's the show. That's the problem. it's the show. It's, you can even say for me, for us, yeah, even us, yeah. Once everyone knows that she's 40, whatever, what the title is younger. She's no longer pretending to be younger. Wait a minute. That's it. Yes. Yeah. But I do like its briskness, especially the first episode. I was really kind of like, oh, this is dragging. But then after that, they picked up the pace, the zeitgeisty stuff when they make fun of stuff. They go there. I, I, I was like, oh, y'all are not afraid of that. I they like never that. have been. They no. never have been. And I like they have that they haven't changed that. I like the lightness of it. I like that it is a nice escape from the world we're in now. But I do have to ask this question. And then, Ref, of course, say what you need to. Where 
It's Miriam. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into all of that. You really touched everything. I just have a little, not even little, it's a big thing. I, it, and it, it, it's going to what we're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. When shows have been on air for a long time and there's, and it's not like a procedural or it's not like a friends or a sitcom. And it's also not like this big mystery, you know, yeah. like, Oh, you know, building out all these characters and worlds and they're like, Oh, and you're culminating, culminating. Younger is legit what you're talking about. You know, it's not like Sex in the City, which came from, you know, that world as well. Mm-hmm. Younger is, she is a 40-year-old woman pretending to be 26 mm-hmm. and falls in love with a 26-year-old and also falls in love with her butt. Like, it's just, there was so much tension in every single scene. It really feels like Yes, we are saying goodbye, but I don't feel that in these first four. We're a quarter of a way through, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't feel that. And the question is, does it matter? Because am I going to finish it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to finish <laughs> it. Does it matter? No, I just don't like them do having reinventing characters um, psychology. Liza mm-hmm. does something that she would never have done. Right. Um and she does it and it changes the course mm-hmm. of things. And it's sort of like, oh, I know where you guys are going with this. You're trying to get us to the end. So things can, you know, happen a certain way. I don't, I don't care for that kind of shot, cheap shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't care for it. So I will continue to watch. I will continue to um, uh, be baffled at the fact that Miriam, as you say, <laughs> is not on there. But we do see in later um, they did like up, yeah. you know, here's what's happening this season. She does show up. Thank God I needed to see that. She does bring some serious gravitas to this beautifully light, fluffy show. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to say goodbye mm-hmm. to a show that, quite frankly, has been around as long as some of y'all's children. <laughs> yes. And we're saying goodbye to Shameless on Showtime. It is the season series finale. It's all done. Yeah. And again, if you just kind of zone out with Shameless when we start talking about it, because it's 11 seasons in, some people feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by that. They're like, oh, I'll never be able to catch up. Well, here's the deal. It's all on Showtime. If you have Showtime, you can go and watch it at its pace. I honestly don't know from listening to you if this is something that I would want to binge mm-hmm. because it is um, irreverent. Let's yeah. just say that. It's irreverent. And it's based off of the shameless TV series from across the pond, but a diff- definitely a different take. And we can't ignore the fact, as we said with Younger, that it probably has overextended its stay especially mm-hmm. when certain characters have moved on mm-hmm. um, and certain actors and actresses have moved on. So how do we, how do I yeah. say goodbye Say goodbye. Well, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. I'm not going to do it. I've done oh, it you many don't have times. To. You've done it too many times, yeah. but we have to get us from, you know, yes. we got to get here. 
What I would what I would say though, inst- instructively, if you haven't started Shameless, is the first season is not the show, so you'll have to get Ooh. through it. Yeah, you'll have to. It's when not is bad. the show? Season two. Mm. So season one isn't bad. You'll kind of be like, eh. it's kind of like Dexter, another Showtime show when you're like, oh, it's fine. And then you get to another season, you're like, oh, okay. So that's when it really starts to hit its mark because the core of this show, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is Emmy Rossum's character, Fiona. Because Fiona is a part of this Gallagher family, all of them shameless, daughter of William H. Macy's character, Frank, who is not a father. Okay, he barely shows up. And when he does, you don't want him there. She is the one holding everyone together and trying to strive for more. She fails, but it's those two things. She's trying to pull the whole family with her up, up. And when Mm -hmm. she left after season nine, there were characters who were trying to work for themselves, but not hold the family together. Or try to hold the family together, but keep them back. Yeah. There was no one doing both. So the heart of the show, underneath all of the craziness, the crassness, was gone. So when mm. watching the past two seasons, I was kind of just watching it passively. I didn't care. Mm. Uh, no one could replace Fiona. No one, no character could, and no actor could. Um, so that's the thing with that. Now, in finishing all of it. I do have to say that the way they ended it, they did a good job. Okay. Um, it, I did care in the end. In the the final episode, I cared again. Um, um, can you let the cat out? Did, did Emmy come back? Um, Should we not say? I won't say. Okay. You will see Emmy Rossum in the final episode. How? <laughs> I won't tell you. Oh, that's a nice teaser. You will see, and it is tied into what I'm talking about, how they wrapped it up with Frank, played by William H. Macy. Something happens to Frank. I mean, look, Frank is a drug addict, an alcoholic, all kinds of stuff. Just Just insert, insert a word. Yeah, (laughs) a thief, you know, a swindler, you know, whatever, a womanizer, uh, just whatever you want to call it. Uh, a, a philosopher. So, uh, <laughs> look, you see, <laughs> not like a, not an academic philosopher, a street philosopher, a, a dude you would walk upon on you know on the streets, and he would start telling you the meaning of life, and you're like, okay, thank you for that. <laughs> you know, he, you know, the problem of capitalists and all that kind of stuff. That's Frank. Uh, you know, he has a tab at 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 the bar of their oh. friends that he never pays. You know that kind of thing, but. Because of his lifestyle, he's going to have health problems. Oh, uh, yeah. Surprise, not sooner. And I'll just tell you, he does develop alcohol induced dementia. Mm. So he has to deal with that. His um, his youngest son, Liam, the black son, is very upset by that. And he tries to help his father. Um, but can he? And in the end, what happens? And what happens does bring everything together for this show where we see how this show started and where it went to now. Mm. Um, So I thought that was beautiful. I actually did care about Frank because that arc started in the second to last episode or the penultimate. Oi, oi, oi. And I didn't care because Mm. it was the irreverence. But then they did ground it. And you have William H. Macy. He can do anything. Really? 
Yeah. So I would say to them, was it worth it for me to watch all of these episodes? Yeah, I would. Even in the last two seasons, which weren't as good, I didn't dislike it. It was just kind of an echo of itself. That was the problem. It was, it was, you were like, okay, this is hollow. Um, but they aren't afraid to handle anything. And they do certain surprises. One of the children becomes a cop. What kind of cop does he become? Maybe not the one you think. So it's things like that where it's okay to watch in the end if you've already made it that far. So I would give them overall, ref a B plus. Mm, well, there you go with that. Yeah. That's, that's actually a high mark. I mean, yeah. for a show for 11 seasons. Seasons a two lot to of- nine were like A minus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Well, there you have it. Now, well, let's shift gears and talk about some things that aren't quite out yet, but they will be soon. First being on Netflix, Shadow and Bone. That's just the great Shadow. Shadow and Bone. <laughs> shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Oh, my god. Shadow Bone. Shadow oh. Bone. <laughs> shadow and Bone. Okay. Sorry. I had mm. a moment. This is coming out April 23rd, eight episodes. It's all available. It's going to, you, you could just watch to your heart's content on Netflix. We love them for that, actually. Yes. And um, the question is, do we binge Shadow Bone? Shadow and Bone. Do we, bi- do we binge it? Is it mm-hmm. good? Because, you know, Netflix, it could be anything. I mean, we, we just don't know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Wait. That should be their slogan, you know, Netflix. <laughs> you don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, and uh, not no, that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. So um, what's going on here? Well, once again, we're in the fantasy world with powers like the Nevers and, you know, even though it's not the Nevers. And this is based on a book series and so on and so forth. So what happens is the lead character Alina she's an orphan she's in a land where she's not really welcome and she forms a bond with a young boy when they're kids they're both outcasts and in this land there are people who have powers and you are tested as a kid to figure out whether you're one of these people if so you are whisked away to train and be a part of the army because there's a war raging and so these witches are part of this army and they are the ones that help them to win. But maybe people are catching up to them. This is the issue. Non-powered people. Sorry, I'm trying to follow. Um... Well, I, I don't know. I'll say it that way. <laughs> so there you go. Cause I've seen into the fourth episode and I'll get into why I don't know in a moment. So they are catching up is the suggestion. Now, Alina, when she was younger, ran away so she wouldn't be tested. Okay. She's already an outcast. She don't need that as well. Thank you very much. And so it's assumed she doesn't have any power. She was never tested in her friend. And she becomes a map maker as she grows up. Her friend joins the army. Okay. And the problem is this. There is this wall of shadow. It's a dark, nasty, cloudy wall that's high and thick. 
and it is separating two places where if it weren't there, you'd easily be able to cross. So are you gonna go all the way around it or are you gonna go through it? Because if you go through it, there are nasty beings waiting for you, okay? Mm. You gotta be very careful. Who created this wall of smoke? And who could possibly get rid of this wall of smoke? The witches can't, why can't they? And there is this legend about a sun summoner. This is the person who is prophesied to get rid of this wall. Now, what happens is Alina's friend has to go into the wall of smoke. Is she gonna let him do that alone? No. What happens when they go in there? Do they get out? If so, who are they when they get out? Mm. 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 Okay. And who might be looking for certain people when they get out? Now, that's the core of it. There are also these other people. There are other people. You have indentured servants and you got people who are looking for certain things, doing underground stuff, have to go through it. And, you know, all of this other stuff that I'm not going to get into. But what I will say is this. So there are two major storylines, one of which I really outlined, the other one I kind of hinted at. There are lots of complicated rules. Is it presented clearly? No. So it was hard for me to care. The writing, eh, the acting, eh, just simplify it. It's the powers. It's the powers. When the powers are shown, when they're in that smoke, that's a show. Okay? Okay. Because this is what I would say to you, everybody. It's somewhere in between. The Letter for the King, another Netflix show. And The Witcher, like if you put them somewhere together. And just the echo, just the echo of the world building of Game of Thrones. A distant echo. All right. You're going, okay, they're trying to do a younger version of Game of Thrones. The Letter for the King for me was more enjoyable because I didn't... I was actually cared more when they weren't doing all of the fancy stuff. The Witcher, I would probably prefer Shadow and Bone to The Witcher, to be honest. Probably would. And Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. I won't even get into it. So what I would say is this, because this is what I did. You could almost do this, everybody, if you're interested. If you get to a patch where you're like, oh, I don't care. Fast forward until you see something you like and then watch. (laughs) It's not like you're going to understand what's going on anyway. Now, if you read the books, oh. you'll know what they're talking about. Otherwise, oh. I, it's, it's going to be hard for people to just start watching and, and really care enough to get into it. But if you like this kind of thing, there might be pockets of moments that you want to see. Okay. Shadow <laughs> Shadow and bone. Oh, my God. I, it's ridiculous. I know listeners just don't, don't, don't email me. Um, let's end this whole charade with um, a show that you, from top, from jump, mm. uh, you really, really uh, were on the bandwagon. Not bandwagon. You led it, probably. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is a decent move, decent, decent TV show, because it was among the first uh, that Apple... Plus, Apple Apple TV Plus mm-hmm. has offered a- Apple. I mean, you could just say Apple, period. Yeah. Um, among the first shows, with the exception of, you know, something like Morning Show and, you know, uh, the Emily Dickinson, Dickinson, yeah, Dickinson, mm-hmm. and For All Mankind. All they, they, there was like and this, C. um, 
<laughs> and see. It was like the four of them came out yeah. just about at the same time. And now we're going into a season two mm. finale. And you got a chance to take a look at some of this. Mm-hmm. All of it. I don't know how much you've it. seen. Yep. All of it. You binged everything. So you know already what happened in season one. Now you know what happened in season two, top to bottom. Yes. This is premiering on the 23rd with about 10 episodes. Not even about it. It is 10 episodes. Now, remember, Apple isn't Netflix. They don't just say, hey, here's everything. Go at it. They release it week by week, time by time, inch by inch. Um, I don't know if they've done this with any shows, but I think... Sometimes they'll, you know, throw in another episode here. I, I don't yeah. think this is the case here. It, I think they're going to drag it out because bum, 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 it's already been renewed for season three. <laughs> they know you like it and they know you want it and they're giving you more. So let's do the math. So far for all mankind is leading the pack. C's gone. <laughs> We don't know about Home Before Dark because that's going to be a second season. We don't know the future of that. We don't know. I mean, we know Morning Show is getting a season two and they're shooting right now. Mm-hmm. Really, for all mankind, you know, I'm not sure about Dickinson, what they're doing here, but they've already committed to a season three. So this is groundbreaking for Apple right now for their um, that sophomore, not sophomore class, that first class yeah. of TV shows that came out. So, woo, 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 is it that good? Mm. Yeah, because like you said, it's this and Dickinson that have finally aired their second season. Now, of course, there are reasons why we've had delays because C was supposed to come out with season two. It hasn't. It'll, no. They'll get to it. And we know the morning will show they? is coming sometime. They will. <laughs> they will. <laughs> um, so for All Mankind, the finale is season two. Okay. So I talked about this already, so I won't go through all of the particulars, but I will say this. This show, it's about space. Remember everybody, this is, imagine that uh, the Soviets made it to the moon first, then what would happen? Um, and and of course they deal with a lot of other uh, issues when it comes to people of color, women, and so on. So in this season, as long it, as it has some sort of link to space, to NASA, it really works. They built all the way up to the final episode because what happens on the moon if the Russians stake claim to territory that it's under the United States purview? What would be the United States reaction? Hmm. And this season, Ronald Reagan is the president. And you hear and see Ronald Reagan in the show. They do a great job of it. Like talking. It, it, oh, so they did a digital thing. And exactly. they came with Apple. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Like literally talking lines for the show. Do we see that happen throughout all the seasons? Like historical, like a like a, a Forrest Gumpy kind of thing where... Um, you An see alternate. it, but mm-hmm. but not like making a historical person a character. Like he is almost a character. It's not like he's there alone. Oh. But they yeah. whatever they did, they edited and put in where he says lines that make sense. That Exciting. are part of the plot. You know. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, cause there's certain things that he has to give the okay to. Why? You know? So there is, I mean, there might be war in the offing here and it might be nuclear. Uh-oh. How is the question? And at this moment, you know, they have, a, you know, a, a more substantial uh, moon space station now. They have lots of astronauts up there. And, you know, the Russians do as well. And they try to have this. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They try to do this. Um, they try to do this maneuver in space to show that the Russians and, and the, you know, Americans can work together. You'll see what that's like. Does it actually do they actually pull it off? Because there are tensions on Earth that get in the way of what's going on in space. Mm-hmm. Who started it? Oh, Who oy. finishes it? Okay. And some characters start this season. They don't end it. So I'm oy. telling y'all. It, and it's more than one person. That I mean, some of the, At the end, I was like, what? But I was like, oh, but you know what? For the next season, they'd be too old anyway. That's what I was thinking. I was like, uh, wait a minute. Because you at the end of now every season, they hint at the next one. Oh, okay. So what's the hint? You'll have to see it at the end. Where are we going is the question. Mm-hmm. Now, when they were focused again on space, in the end, when they built up to that, all oh, the tension, oh, in the final episode, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. This is really good stuff. And it worked on multiple fronts because there were multiple issues happening and not everybody knew the whole layout like we did as viewers. Mm -hmm. Like NASA's like, oh, we lost them. What happened? Do they know? Do they get that response? Mm -hmm. So you'll see what that is. I don't want to give it away, but I will say this. For Joel Kinnaman's character, Edward, and his family. They've been through it. I mean, they've had major losses in this season. He and his wife, they adopted a daughter. She's now about to go to college in this season. Oh, wow. Um, where does she want to go? Right. And his wife, what about her? She's running the bar. They own it when he's not there, you know, all of that stuff. And she makes some decisions. I'll put it that way. Are they okay. wise decisions? That stuff was not connected enough to space. Oy. Every time I went there, oh yeah, I didn't want to be there. Now there are other things. There, there are two astronauts who were married. They're now divorced. They have sons. They're astronauts together. That goes right into space. You'll see how that works. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like when it's connected in some way to space and NASA, great. But when it's not, I don't think so. But Overall, I will say that season two was successful. Um, there's a lot of this show that is right. The big arc they got right. And I do want to see what's happening in season three. Ooh, now here's the deal. This episode was jam-packed with all, I don't think we've ever quite had an episode like this where we have offered everything. I mean, <laughs> series premieres, season premieres, season you know, finales, series finales and um, some sneak peeks. There's so much to choose here. Uh, Where do you get started? (laughs) 
Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.